0: Welcome back to the Longleaf Podcast, North Carolina's top political news show, bringing you top headlines and insightful commentary from the reasonable right of center every weekday afternoon. Today, I want to talk about political donations and my belief that we need more money in politics, not less. Now, what I mean by this is going to become clear, and you'll find out that I don't necessarily mean more raw dollars in politics, but we need more people making political donations. We need more people making engagement in campaigns, part of their everyday life. But first, if you haven't already, make sure you go over to longleafpolitics.com and sign up for our weekly email newsletter. If you got today's newsletter, you would have heard all about the latest going on in the Robin Hayes and Greg Lindbergh indictments and the fallout both for the North Carolina Republican Party and for the North Carolina Democratic Party. Again, that's longleafpolitics.com. Senate will come to order. Sergeant Arms we'll close the doors. Members, and we'll go to their seats. So today, I want to talk about political giving. Uh, there's plenty of things that we could talk about. We could discuss some of the weird rules around campaign contribution limits. We could argue whether it makes sense to raise the individual contribution limit, or and we could also talk about the weird uh, uh, discrepancy in the rules that allows people to make unlimited contributions to political parties, and then let's political parties make unlimited contributions to candidates, it seems like a situation that's particularly ripe for abuse. And of course, that's what we're seeing here with the Robin Hayes and Greg Lindbergh indictment last week. Um, no, but I, I want to talk about more philosophically. Why do people make political donations? Why do people give to political candidates or political causes? And it's it's a good question because it's it would be easy to talk about why people don't do this. Um, There's plenty of reasons not to, you know, not just because people don't have enough money. I mean, one of the biggest obstacles, I think, is that every time you read about political contributions, every time you see them discussed on TV, it's always a shady, nefarious thing. Kind of the perception out there is that political donations, you know, that's something that, you know, fat cat bankers or rich lobbyists, lawyers in suits are handing over in briefcases. It's not something that ordinary Americans are, are supposed to be taking part of. And I think in general, that's a bad thing for our democracy and for our country. I, I think that, you know, that, that sort of breeds cynicism and it, it gives people uh, another excuse to be disengaged from um, their elected officials and their, their democracy, to be honest. And it certainly shows up in the numbers. I, I did a little research before coming on to record this and less than 10 percent of voters have ever given to a political party. And the number who give more than $200 is one-tenth of a percent of one percent. Sorry, let me, let me make sure I get that right. One, hundred, one percent of one percent of people give more than $200 to a political candidate. So that's roughly, what, one-hundredth of a percent of the population, next to nobody. So I want to talk today about five reasons why people give money, uh, whether they should, uh, whether they're good reasons or not so good reasons. So number one, the number one reason I believe that people make political donations is because they have some sort of relationship that has made that possible. So that could be uh, somebody has a relationship with somebody who's running for office. And you certainly, as you get more engaged in a community, as you spend more time in a place, as you get involved in volunteer organizations, uh, Get you know whether that's PTA or the Scouts or the Rotary Club, you're going to run into people who decide to take that leap and run for office. And if you are close or even not so close with somebody, but an acquaintance of somebody running for office, you're going to be asked to give. And that's not a bad reason to give. If you have a personal relationship with somebody and you want to support their efforts, uh, absolutely, you should make that donation. But the relationship could also be at a, a different level. Uh, could be with the party organization and the place that you live. Um, you could choose one of your quote-unquote extracurricular activities could be getting involved in your local party organization. And if you have that relationship with, say, a county party, you may be called on to give uh, donations to candidates running under that party banner. And I think that's also a good reason. I think that's a, a worthy use of someone's time to be involved with something like that. Uh, number two. Uh, is emotion and an emotional response to a political issue or a political candidate. And obviously, candidates know this very well by now. I mean, if you, if you subscribe to any political newsletters uh, besides Longleaf Politics, certainly uh, you're going to be getting either some scare tactics and your email subject lines, or you're going to be getting some inspirational messages. It's kind of you, you kind of have to pick one one side or the other. It seems like if you're trying to raise money, you need to either scare people into giving you money or you need to inspire people to to give you money um, and neither one of them is inherently bad. I think you need a little bit of a balance uh, but I think the reason why this is so effective in um, getting people to donate money is that people want a hero people want um it's a lot easier to conceptualize giving money to somebody who's going to fight some problem or solve some issue as opposed to just kind of getting overwhelmed in the problem uh, in itself. I mean, it feels like there's nothing you can really do to solve homelessness, for example, or to, you know, secure the borders or whatever. But if you feel like you're going to be taking a step, doing your part and giving to a political candidate, you you may very well choose to do that. Uh, Number three is kind of a, uh, I would say, a combination of having a defined political philosophy and a well-defined sense of civic duty. Um, You may believe, uh, for example, that it's very important that people today uh, learn uh, American history um, or a particular uh, slant on that. And you'll see that there's plenty of political donors who have set up endowments, have set up, uh, professorships, have set up scholarships, have set up, um, even whole departments within universities to help teach some of these ph- philosophical underpinnings. Um, and if you've got the money, I mean, that's, that's certainly a good use of time, a good use of money. Um, and that, that's kind of a big category of political giving that I've seen out there. Uh, number four, I think this is probably a bigger category than, than anybody, uh, Knows is people give money to political candidates because they want their phone calls answered when they call. Um, You know, anybody can call their elected official, anybody can write their elected official, anybody can go visit them in Washington or at City Hall or at the General Assembly, and you'd be surprised how easy it is to actually find somebody and get in touch with somebody and, and be heard. So this avenue is certainly open to anybody, but it's a lot easier to get your phone calls returned or to get your meetings set up if you're a donor to somebody's campaign. And this isn't necessarily a bad thing. This isn't really a quid pro quo. It's just kind of human nature. Um, Your political donation is a start to a relationship with a politician. And if you give a decent amount of money, you're gonna get your phone call returned uh, with whatever issue you want, to talk about. Um, and this doesn't, this certainly doesn't obligate a politician to take action on that or to do any special favors for you. But, uh, a lot of times even just getting heard is, is a good step toward accomplishing what you, what you want to accomplish. And so number five, the fifth reason why people give to political candidates, uh, is somewhat related and it's because they want a specific benefit and that sounds bad. Uh, and it sounds, um, Nefarious, and of course, sometimes it can be. I mean, sometimes the benefit you want is a business contract or or something that's improper. But sometimes what you want is just the benefit of the doubt. Uh, Sometimes you just want your, you know, your industry's point of view or your personal point of view to um, get a fair shake, so to speak. You just want to be fairly heard, and you see that a lot in industries. I mean, it's very easy for industries to be demonized. I'm thinking of the financial industry. I mean, absolutely banks and and bank-related PACs should be giving money to political donors, because politicians are going to listen to you more carefully. They're going to more carefully weigh what you have to say. They're going to give you the benefit of the doubts if you're a political donor. I mean, it's just that's just human nature. Um, So when I say benefit here, or the the specific benefit that people want is not necessarily um, an improper thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's sometimes just the benefit of the doubt. All right, I'm sure I've missed some here. If there are any other big reasons why people give money to political candidates, drop me a line. You can reach me, Andrew, at longleafpolitics.com. And we'll see you again on the next podcast. So, many of favor that motion and say aye. Those opposed, no. The ayes have it. The Senate stands adjourned.